Welcome to On Our Way, a podcast for those wanting ambitious faith, a place for those needing a little pep talk, for those wanting to know they aren't alone in the daily battles and triumphs, and a place to know all of it comes directly from God. He sees you, He loves you, and He is all about being with you every step of the way. What will He teach you today? Let's find out. Hey, hey, I am so glad to be back with you guys for another wonderful episode of On Our Way, where we are truly on our way to discovering new things about each other, about God, about ourselves that we can take away, that we can build on, and we can use in our everyday lives. So how was y'all's week? I hate the word busy. I hate using the word busy, but I do like to use the word blessed. So our week was very, very blessed. We have we have so much to do. Um, really just like leading up to this Easter weekend, but it's also really fun, you guys, because my kids, they're at that age where like every holiday is such a big deal. And, you know, even as a parent, you kind of get to relive those emotions of joy and excitement through your kids, which I think is just absolutely so fun. Like Easter egg hunts, you guys, that's fun. That's totally fun as an adult. Um, It has also been really fun with my kiddos to kind of teach them about, you know, why we celebrate Easter. And I think that it can be kind of challenging though, right? Like teaching them about what a tomb means and how it's actually possible to roll away a huge stone or how a body can be physically lifted up into the sky and no longer anywhere, right? Like teaching your kids about resurrection. That's like a really difficult topic. So I was just, I mean, thank God for the Bible. Thank God for, you know, two kiddos who are really eager to always know more about Jesus. And we have a really amazing kids Bible that I love to read them as well. So thank God that we have those resources now that we can kind of help teach them about, you know, the true meaning of Easter, not just an Easter buddy. Uh, Speaking of which, if you guys have not gotten your Easter gifts yet, please head over to Etsy. And if you just go in the search bar and search for like chosen and set apart or too good to not believe or uh, even child of God glasses, um, you're going to find some really adorable drinking glasses. They have hot pink writing on them and they're really going to show the world that you are in fact, all of these things, right? That you are chosen and set apart, that you, it is too good to not believe you are a child of God. Um, And these glasses are amazing because they are prayed over before they leave. They're handmade right here in the United States. You can also check out the link in our bio on Instagram for more of our favorites. We have some really cool spiritual merchandise too, that we love. And if you snag any of that, be sure to tag us on Instagram at onourway underscore podcast. All right, y'all. So you have heard of limiting beliefs, right? But what if we kind of turn the tables this week and we start talking about limiting faith? And I think that we've all seen this before where, you know, someone is a really devout uh, a churchgoer, right? Like they go all the time, they pray, they do the things, but deep down kind of in their core, they, they believe the opposite. Right. So like a good example of this would be, you know, Lord, I pray that I get this big promotion at work, man, it would really mean so much to my family and I just to be able to have a little bit more so that we don't just stress about money anymore. Right. Like this is such a huge stressor in our lives and the prayer ends. And then the person goes right back into having this crippling anxiety about money. What is their brain telling them or, you know, what is their brain actually creating? And basically what's happening is it's created this, you know, attraction to having less because that's what your core is thinking about. Well, I prayed about it, but I don't know. It seems like it kind of just seems like it's never going to happen. It's been forever since I prayed about it. I've been praying about it for a really long time. Nothing's happening. Uh, I think the other person's probably going to get it. They're better than me. I'm I'm not really that qualified. Uh, You know, I'm hoping that I get it, but 
Like, I just, I don't know. It's like, do you see the problem? Like you're praying about it, but on the other hand, you're still kind of doubting it, right? And when we pray, we need to do it with, I always say like, do it with gusto, right? Do it like with this crazy belief and, and truly believe like this is going to happen. Get excited about it. Because, you know, if we're not like, are we really, are we really deep down trusting God to listen and help us? Like not really. And so, uh, you know, that's my biggest thing for right now. And just in my life is when I'm praying for it, I'm believing for it. I'm believing big for it. So before I go any further about, you know, limiting beliefs, let's talk about what the actual definition is. Okay. So the definition is a state of mind or belief about yourself that restricts you in some way. Okay. So, so these beliefs are really, um, what's a good word, like false accusations you make about yourself and it can have really a lot of negative results to it. Right. So like a good example would be, uh, say that your limiting belief is that, is that you're terrible at public speaking, right? So you're telling yourself, I'm really bad at it. Like I'm scared of it. I'm, I kind of mess up my words all the time. And somebody comes up to you and they're like, Hey, I would really, really like you to speak at this event. Cause I think that a whole bunch of people need to hear your story or they need to hear what you have to say. And most likely you're going to decline that opportunity to share what you know, or your story in a group setting, because you're scared of it, right? Like that's that limiting belief that comes creeping in. Or if like, say you do accept it, you're like, Oh, I'm kind of scared of this, but I'm going to accept it. But you keep telling yourself, I'm going to fail. I'm going to fumble over my words. I'm going to faint. I'm going to pass out. You guys, these are all these preconceived notions about your ability to speak that really and truly limit your potential. So not only does it cause you to really miss out on opportunities, right? But it really messes with your mental health. And so, you know, it's really important to always go through self-growth, like as a human being and really, um, you know, bring awareness to your mental state when you recognize these limiting beliefs. And my team and I, we really focus on mental health because it's so important, especially in what we do. But if you truly do have limiting beliefs, you guys, it's going to affect your ability to collaborate too. And we've had so many people, you know, I could tell you on both hands, how many people that I've seen really just get in their own head. And when they do that, they really just kind of drop off the face of the planet entirely. They go into hiding and, you know, in reality, they, they were the perfect person for that position. They were the perfect person for that speaking role. They were the perfect person to train. They were the perfect person to talk about this or to talk about this product, right? So I want to share some limiting beliefs that I commonly hear. Honestly, I do a lot of coaching calls and these are the things that I hear pretty commonly. So the first one is I'm not smart enough to do that. Second one, I don't think I'll ever be successful. I don't have enough experience in the whatever, in the XYZ field. I'm not a great leader. And lastly, I'm not good enough for this group or these people. Okay, so these come from a place of straight up fear, you guys. And let's be real, everyone has their own limiting beliefs. Even the person you see showing up on social media who is confident as heck and beautiful and never has a stray hair on their head, right? Like even they have their own limiting beliefs. Why? Okay, so let's go back to those neural pathways that we talked about previously. From a really, really young age, these thoughts progressively evolve and reshape your entire life, right? Your brain is literally trying to protect you from pain. So, you know, when you have a really super painful experience that caused you, it causes you fear and you're scared of what's to come, your brain tells you to stay the heck away from that. 
right? So let me give you an example to the limiting beliefs I just spoke about, but I'm going to give you kind of the, the scenario around that or what might've caused it. And again, you guys, these are just like my own, I guess, testimonies, things that I've heard um, that I'm sharing with you guys. So if somebody, you know, has this limiting belief of I'm not smart enough to do that, most likely this person, you know, probably had a teacher tell her once that she's not great in school, or maybe she was a C plus student, right? Like not an, an A, not somebody that's always getting this praise and accolades, or maybe she was always the last one to finish taking a test and she didn't get great grades. Maybe she has answered questions incorrectly and people made fun of her, right? Her brain is simply trying to protect her from feeling the sting of that again, from feeling that, you know, your heart's sinking a little bit. Your brain is trying to protect you from that feeling. So if somebody says like, I don't think I'm ever going to be successful, maybe all of the previous positions that they've had, they have quit. Or maybe they've even been fired, right? Maybe all of the people around this person has, maybe they've had amazing jobs and and this person's the complete opposite. Maybe everyone in their family has everything they'll ever need and they don't, right? It doesn't feel good. And your brain is literally trying to protect you from that pain. Uh, somebody says, you know, I, I don't have enough experience in this field. Maybe they've spent their whole life studying what they thought was going to be their career path. They went to college for it and they studied it and they worked in the field. And all of a sudden, their mind changes and God led them down a different path, a different career path, or maybe like stepping into their calling a little bit more, but they don't feel qualified. They feel scared and intimidated and nervous. Again, your brain doesn't like that feeling. Uh, if somebody says, I'm not a great leader, maybe, maybe that person was picked to lead a class or even you guys, this can be in your adulthood too. So you were picked to say, uh, lead a really great big meeting and you failed, you flopped, right? Maybe you fumbled over your words or you were unprepared, or maybe you had a really aggressive boss or colleague who was slamming you with questions that you absolutely were not ready for, right? Your brain immediately tells you, Hey, like, don't ever do that again, because it was so embarrassing and it hurt so bad. Like, don't do that again. Right. Again, brain is protecting. And if somebody says like, I'm not, I'm not good enough for this group, or I don't fit in with these people, maybe in school, like you finally got a chance to hang out with the popular kids. And all they did was make fun of your outfit. Maybe they were really mean to your other friend and told you not to hang out with her anymore. And you saw that hurt in your eyes. And you were like, Oh my gosh, this does not feel right. Uh, maybe the one time you decided to go out on a limb and you went to a new mom's group and all they did was like bash other people and made you feel worse after going, your brain is forever going to tell you to never go out and try a new group again because of how you know traumatic or how unfun that last one was. It's trying to protect you from that pain. So see how this works. It's very hard and limiting beliefs, I think sometimes can be so scary and hold you back in such a big way. But I always always think like, it's kind of cute, right? Like your body is trying to just protect you. And so thank you brain for trying to protect us. However, we're the boss and we're going to tell you what is actually true. And 100% of the time, our limiting beliefs are not true. And when you're looking at this biblically, did our friends in the Bible have limiting beliefs? Heck, yes, they did. There are so many instances where the person thought, you know, oh my gosh, how in the world am I going to get to this promised land? How am I going to conquer this giant? How am I going to feed my people, right? How am I going to get out of this prison? Like, think of our friend David. I always, uh, I just picture him as like little David. I don't know. I, I just kind of how I picture him. But like, do you think his mind was telling him at first that he was too little to fight Goliath? That, that Goliath was probably bigger and stronger and tougher 
What about Moses leading his people? Do you think he thought that he was the person for the job 100% of the time? Probably not. How about Paul going to prison? Like, think at some point his brain was saying like, you know, dude, you're never going to get out of here. Like, I'm freaking out, right? Probably. But in all of these instances, they really chose to praise God and really change their circumstances. So let's switch this back over again to limiting faith. And I had somebody tell me once, um, Amanda, are you actually limiting your faith though? And I sat on that for a long time because recently my church actually made, this is crazy, but my church actually made national headlines because our amazing world-class pastor told us that soon we, like as in you and I, will raise the dead. Now, before you gasp and you're like, what in the world are you talking about? I want you to stop for a second and ask yourself if you're limiting your faith when I just said that. In Acts 26, 9, Paul basically asks this question of why the heck would you be surprised that God can raise the dead? And if God can raise the dead, why can't we? And I truly want you guys to think about this because Jesus told us, remember, that we have the same power as him and we can do everything he can, but more. Okay, so so why not? Why can't? Why can't we? And if you immediately tell yourself like, oh, Amanda, that is impossible. There's no way. Then you truly are limiting your faith, friend. And I mean that in the nicest possible way. So I want to read Acts 26, 8 to you, which said, why should any of you consider it incredible that God raises the dead? It's simple. It's matter of fact, like why in the world would you even question this? So when you're, you know, praying during the day or whenever you're praying and you you ask for something that seems so incredibly impossible, you know, are you saying, why should I consider it incredible that God answers my prayer? Like, why should you even question that God's going to answer your prayer? Why should I question it? Like you guys in the Bible, there were, there were some resurrections that were so normalized that the people doing them didn't even really flinch about it. And if you go into Acts 20, it tells this story about a young guy. He was listening to Paul speak. And I love this story because Paul was not the greatest speaker. Like he would talk and sometimes people would completely nod off. <laughs> like nothing like, you know, given a amazing sermon, which you think is amazing. And you look over and half the audience is asleep, right? He wasn't super inspirational. He wasn't this wow speaker. So he was in this room, he was speaking and there was this young boy, he was sitting next to the window and he of course nodded off, right? But when he fell asleep, he actually fell backwards out of this third story window and was killed, right? He was dead. So it goes on in verse 10 to say that Paul ran downstairs. He threw his body over him and said, don't be alarmed. He is alive, right? Then this boy began breathing. He stood up and he walked away. So what did Paul do? Well, he went back upstairs and he kept talking, of course. Like it wasn't this huge deal. He wasn't phased that there was just this resurrection, like this miracle from God. And if you look in the Bible, there are actually 10 instances of resurrection happening in the Bible. So again, I want to ask you, why should we think anything is impossible? What do you have right now that is truly limiting your faith? And for me, sometimes I'm going to ask God questions or I'm going to wonder how something is happening um, or going to happen, but I, I really want to focus on the fact that God, God is sovereign, right? Like he is going to help me. He wants to help me that there's literally nothing too big or too small for him. You guys, I will literally pray for a front row parking spot on a rainy day and I will praise the heck out of him when I get it. Even at HEB on a Sunday, like that's a big deal to get a front row parking spot and I'm praising him when I get it. There is nothing too small for him right? Are you questioning whether you can pray over your son or your daughter and heal them? Are you questioning whether or not your prayer even matters for the person who asked you to pray for them? 
Like, have you ever questioned whether or not you have the ability to hear God or walk up to someone and offer to pray for them? Have you questioned if you're able to really make amends with the person you've hurt or the person who has hurt you? What about the diagnosis you just received? Are you believing God for healing? Uh, you know, God, God moved you and your family to a place that you despise. You can't stand it. You hate it. You're like, why in the heck are we here? Are you trusting God fully that there's a reason that you're there? Do you believe that you're going to make an impact? Do you believe that you are the best parent for your child? Do you believe that you can start eating healthy and treating your body like a temple to preserve it and to keep it strong for your family? Because I could go on and on and on and on about these things. And, you know, I hope that you're sitting here thinking right now of your own limiting faith thoughts right now, because I'll tell you right now, the enemy only picks on what he perceives as precious, right? So if, if he can get you to think negative things about what God has given you as a gift, he's going to do everything in his power to do that. Like, where do you feel like, you know, deep down, where do you feel like the enemy is attacking you? What thing in your life feels really, really uncomfortable right now or insecure or just straight up scary? And why do you think he's going after that? Is pray for God to help you in those areas and never, ever, ever, ever limit your faith on what he can do. So here's what I want you to do. I like give it action steps every once in a while, just so you guys can like look back on this and be like, oh my gosh. This was my limiting belief at the time. And I've worked really, really hard to overcome this. So, so write down your limiting belief or your limiting faith. And, you know, unless you're driving, of course, but when you get home, definitely do this, but write them down on a notebook or sticky. And then next to that, next to that limiting belief or that limiting faith thought, write down the truth, which is in all caps, God can, God will. You guys write it in really big, bold letters. God can, God will. Okay. And I want you to truly, truly believe that because friends, he delights in seeing you happy, just like you do with your own children. He wants to see you like really successful and happy and joyful and just living in your purpose because that's how he created us to be. Our brain is like this magical thing and it is always trying to, to look out for us. But sometimes we need to show our brain who's boss and what it thinks is true sometimes isn't. Okay, so let's, let's try and cancel those pathways and create new trenches of truth, of belief and joy in ourselves. Because heck yes, you can, friend. You can do the scary thing. You can do the hard thing. You can do the thing that makes you want to throw up in fear. I have been there. You can stand up to that person. You can get the promotion. You can beat cancer. You can win that game. You can apologize. You can do all of those things. You just have to ask for help. Father God, thank you for this message today and for everyone listening to the sound of my voice. I thank you for pouring this message into me so that others can hear it and know that you can do anything, big or small, from finding a parking spot to raising the dead. We are able to because we have that resurrection power running through our veins too. Impossible has never stopped you and we know that it won't anytime soon. We love you so much and in your name we always pray, amen. I'm going to end this podcast a little bit differently today with one of my favorite songs ever for you to realize that, you know, truly it, there's nothing impossible for God. Here is Rattle by Elevation of Worship. Have a great week, friends. Be good to each other and God bless.
disappoint. 